This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is Dukes and Bell on a Thursday, and uh, coming up, we're going to talk some dogs. Lauren Williams is going to join us. Also in the 5 o'clock hour, man, Steve Weiss from NFL Network is going to stop by. We'll talk to him about this last week in the NFL, specifically for the Falcons. Uh, they must win, but then you got a scoreboard watch. And, you know, I just, mm. Mike, I'll be honest. I know Coach said, you know, anything can happen, and it can. And would it surprise me if Tampa blows this game? No, but I just don't see it. I'll be honest with you. I mean, Carolina's a, a mess, and, and I just – you know, it, it, I don't see them with a the chance to win the division and go to the playoffs. Uh, we know Mike Williams is not going to be there next year, guys. He's not. Baker may not be there next year. I mean, they may turn the page. Who knows? But I think this group of guys is not going to blow this particular game with the, the, the season on the line. So, you know, you, even if we do win, you're, you're, you know, we got to see what happens. I think they play at 1 o'clock. I think the Carolina game, Chris. Yeah, they're a four-and-a-half-point uh, favorite are the Bucks. We talked about guys who missed it yesterday. The story on – What's going on with Baker Mayfield? He took a hit from Honey Badger in their uh, game last week, and he's got some some banged some banged up ribs. But the uh, X rays were negative, not even a hairline fracture, just got sore ribs. So if they put him in a flak jacket, you know that's not as easy to throw in. If he doesn't, then you're taking the hits, and it hurts. You shoot it up, you know, and tape it up tight, and you get out there, and you hope that Carolina, I don't know, that the you know somebody falls on him. You know what I mean? And because it's it's a different story because everything they've done, good and bad, has been through Baker Mayfield this year. Getting the ball to Mike Williams, to your point. Yeah, I so, should say to, uh, to Mike Evans and to uh, and to uh, uh, who else am I forgetting? And Chris Godwin. Godwin, yeah, yeah, those two guys were there when 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 uh, Brady was there. We'll talk to Steve Weish about it and also the other games because Mike mentioned it. This is a week in which you've got a few games where guys are going to have to play, and then a bunch of games where coaches are like, none of my guys are playing. Right. <laughs> like if if I don't have to start my my main guys, I'm not going to. But we're not playing fantasy footballer. Well, well, I mean, that, but that's why, Coach, you don't do your fantasy uh, league. Uh, at least you shouldn't have your championship game, you know, after week 17 because of the reasons we're just talking about. But uh, the good games are, I mean, the most compelling, you talked about it earlier, Josh Allen going up against Tua Tungabailoa, Bills and Dolphins. And, and that, that's one that's going to be a lot. That's probably the most, one of the most compelling games of the weekend. No doubt. Uh, before we get to some dog conversation, several key players could be returning. Um, something that Mike and I spent a lot of time on, and this, this is interesting because perspective always matters. And when it happened, Roy McElroy came out, and he was very critical of all the guys that were leaving for live. And Mike, huh. on the Stick to Football podcast, Roy's kind of backtracking. And, and I appreciate his honesty here, but I just want our listeners to hear this because when we talked about this, everybody was like, oh, these guys are going to live. And we kept saying, listen, somebody offers you $300 million, okay, you're playing less golf. And the money is going to be there, and it's life-changing. How do you say no? And now Rory is saying he was too judgmental of these guys when this all went down. Listen to this. Yeah, I think at this point it's like I'm not I, – I was maybe a little um, – I was probably judgmental of the guys that went at the start, and I think that was a bit of a mistake on my part because I now realize not everyone's in my position or in Tiger's position, and, you know, you, you get this offer, and it's, you know, what do you do? It's, you know, we're all – we all – turn professional to to make a living playing the sports that we do and um 
I think that's what I realized over the last two years. I can't judge people for making that decision. And um, so if I regret anything, it was probably being too judgmental at the, at the start. All right. I mean, not many guys in, in all walks of life will back, you know, walk it back, you know. I mean, unless they're in trouble, you know. And in this case, he just says, look, I've had a chance to look at this, you know, through the prism of the other guys' experiences. And, you know, and I think he was at the time, Carl, just sounded like he was really, really loyal to the PGA. And now he realizes there's no sense to put that loyalty on those guys because they're a bunch of clowns. Yep, I, I agree. Um, good for Rory. And, and he's right. Because Rory was a guy like Tiger who made $100 million already and, you know, didn't necessarily have to win golf tournaments because of the off the, the, the golf course stuff. Either way, uh, interesting stuff. More to get to on the Falcons, including a report out that says a guy could be on their short list if there is a change at head coach. Mm, I saw that. I saw that. Wait until you hear who that guy is. Right now, let's talk some dogs. Dukes and Bell on the sidelines with the dogs. Several key players could return. This kind of takes me back to when all of those guys like Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb right. told uh, Kirby Smart, Coach, we're coming back. We, we're not finished. And it really set in motion what ultimately would become a Georgia National Championship because guys realize – hey, uh, I got a shot at this, and, you know, I'm going to probably spend the next 10 years in the NFL. But Nazir Stackhouse, Warren Brinson, Mike, appear set to uh, follow in the footsteps of Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt, who famously returned in 2021 and then won the championship and improved their draft stock. So this could be a season in which, hey, we get to the offseason, and maybe this week, who knows, some of these guys make this decision. Tate Ratlich, like Stackhouse, was projected second-day pick, who appears he could uh, return as well. I mean, all of a sudden, you're getting some key experience back if these guys stay, Mike. We spoke about Lad McConkey the other day, and I know that uh, he's going to the NFL, and you can't blame him. But the interesting thing is, Carl, in addition to the guys who've made the commitment, you know, and they're going to stick it out, Georgia is getting in that portal. You know, Alabama, we just talked about all the guys that are leaving Alabama, some guys that were, you know, that impact some guys that didn't. But uh, Georgia adding a bunch of wide receivers, and you're going to love this, Carl. They just added USC's Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Did they? The third. Uh, now, again, I don't, I'm looking at his numbers from USC, and they were <laughs> 17 passes over three seasons for 146 yards. So I, I can't speak much to what he's going to bring. One interesting factoid, though, about Michael Jackson, <laughs> the third, he is uh, was a high school teammate of uh, Darnell Washington, former oh. tight end, the big fella. Okay. You know, so he did play there. So uh, you've already added more guys in the portal at wide receiver. So you've got uh, London Humphreys, Kobe Young. These are all dudes that have portaled in. I can't stop thinking. I think that Dr. Pepper commercial makes me laugh so much with the uh, the portal. It's the transfer portal. <laughs> there goes our D-line, not our quarterback. But in this case, Kirby taking advantage and getting more playmakers. Hey, let's hear what Rusty Menzel from On3, you hear him on the Steakhouse, had to say about some of these guys coming back. Specifically, Chris, who is he talking about right here? Uh, the big guy that just announced his return, Julian Humphrey. Yeah, corner Rusty. You know, I interviewed him. I got a chance to talk to him. He texted me and said, hey, can you? Uh, I want to get this out the right way. I mean, and how hard this last 48 hours have been. And I thought he had a great comment. He said, look, man, I had every school in the country calling me. And he was a highly recruited player, you know, and out of Houston. And he said, every school calling me. He said, everybody, you know, talking money. He said, at the end of the day, I sit down with my family. He's like, I trust Kirby Smart. I trust Will Muschamp. And I trust these guys that, to you know, keep me on the path. But I don't think people understand what these kids are going through. I don't either. I, 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 I agree completely 200% with Rusty. For somebody who, you know, many years ago went through the recruiting process, it wasn't anything like this, Mike, where you're waging the idea of do I go here because they're going to pay me more. Right. 
regardless of playing time. There were two things that you cared about back in the day. One was playing time. Can I go somewhere and actually play? And two, if you were good enough, and most weren't, can I get to the level? Can I get to the, to the league? Now, Mike, my first concern is what you offering. Yeah. Like what, 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 forget about playing time. I know I'm going to play. Forget about the league. It's what are you offering right now in this moment? And a lot of these kids are wagering this with their parents. And, guys, listen, if you come from means, maybe the decision is easy. A lot of these guys don't. A lot no. of these guys, they don't come from that. And so you tell me somebody's about to put three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000 potentially in front of you, Mike. It makes these decisions very difficult, despite the fact you might like to coach. Well, it was interesting with Humphrey, though, saying that you know he did have oh, there was potentially more money out there for some other schools. He said that, so but he's coming back to Georgia, which you know you and I were talking. If you missed yesterday's show, I said, is that kind of like hey, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> inference? You know, like, <laughs> a little bit more, you know, a little pass, bit more, a little more on the envelope, a little more on the envelope. You know, a little, hold on. Thank you. So we'll see if the Georgia, you know, the Bulldogs collective uh, steps to it. You but, sound like Rodney Dangerfield when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, what's, what am I, what am I, you got me on the pay no mind list over here? <laughs> Auburn's going to throw me this much. Let's go while we're young. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, look, it's weird. We talked about it with Pat Forty. There, there's no solutions. Kirby, you know, Kirby, you know, kind of just restated what everyone's talking about. I think it made Florida State fans feel a little bit better about the whooping they took in the Orange Bowl, but there's still no solutions, you know, other than we create the Super League whenever that comes. And then they'll say, this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Their own rules. And then you'll actually have some guidance on this that the NCAA can't or the or Congress will provide. Yeah. Uh, I just – and don't get me wrong. This is a great opportunity for these young men. You know, Mike always makes the reference about old guys. Ooh, three hots in a cot. Yeah. But, <laughs> but 
the, the decision is not easy. And I, I respect what Rusty had to say and talking that young man through that whole right. thing and putting the information out there because who can you trust? You know, all right. there's a lot of false information about these kids and where they're going and why they're going. So good deal, man. We'll see what happens with the dogs as far as who decides to ultimately come back and how that's going to affect their next run. Again, three in four years. I'll take it. It should have been an opportunity to play for third this year. But we can't cry over spilt milk. But if you told me, hey, Georgia's going to play for three and four years, which I think is going to be the case next year, especially with Carson Beck coming back, uh, I would have told you you were crazy. And I think that's where they're going to be. I think, you know, like you're always going to have, you know, there's, there's, like you as a player, you know, I've heard Rusty talk about this on our show a few weeks ago. You know, as a coach in your coaching staff that's out there recruiting, you do your best. You size up the kid, you size up the skills, obviously. And I guess in some levels, Carl, you got to look at the family situation and yep. wonder, is this kid going to stick for a year or two or three? You know, or, you know, is 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 you know is, is he maybe, you know, is he coddled like the AAU basketball kids? Is he an ego? I See, I don't know what happened with Bear Alexander. Bear apparently didn't, you know, want to put the work in and compete at Georgia. Goes to USC, and you could argue if he stays at USC and get, uh, stays at Georgia and gets coached up, he does become that big pick. He may get lost in the shuffle out at USC. You know, I mean, for every Joe Burrow, there's 15 guys that you look at and go, that guy was, you know, you almost feel like he didn't want to handle the heat or the pressure of competition. The Dylan Riola thing is his own thing. I don't even know what to make of that other than, you know, when a kid goes to three high schools in three states, you know, if you were expecting loyalty, you're probably barking up the wrong tree. Granted, his family had the means to do all that. So getting back to your initial question about, you know, that I just think you've got to try, you hope you got a good read on the kid and you hope your collective comes correct. Yeah. And if you don't, and you don't, then you're going to be looking for kids every single year. It's People need to see what happened tonight, and they need to fix this. <laughs> Come on, Kirby. Why are you so serious? Y'all won the game. Uh, but, Mike, you know what, though? I, Georgia's not going to have that problem, though. You know that? It's built a culture. That, that they're not going to have this problem, right. man. I mean, hey. there, are, there are going to be other schools in the SEC that have to deal with this year in and year out. Georgia's not going to be one of them. No, and by the way, I, I don't know if you've seen it, Carl. It's making the rounds now. It's the video of Mike Norvell talking to the Florida State Seminoles after they got smoked, you know, by 60 points, basically commending his guys for getting out there, the dudes who stuck it out. You know, and, and you know, I, I mean, okay. it's a, I mean, if you're a Florida State fan, maybe it feels you, makes you feel warm and fuzzy, but the, you're trying to create what Kirby, what, other, like, what Saban has built, and you're trying to, you know, get that ingrained in the kids who come through your program. And some guys will and some guys won't. Yeah, no doubt. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. It's our Things Solomon Brothers time and text line. Rapidly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, uh, Coach Saban. You can also find us on Twitter. It is not X for us. It is Twitter, and it is Mike Bell ATL. I'm at put them up. See Dukes. The radio show Dukes and Bell nine two nine. Follow hey. the radio station nine two nine. I know we got to catch a break. Would you go for the money or for the love? Money. Me too. Money. Now, now, but- now knowing what I know and knowing how much work people put in, these kids put in, right. and what we did. And I'm not saying we did it for free. Yeah, you, you, you know, yes, you got books and tuition and all that. But Mike, I do it for the money. And that's not to mention the odds of you getting to the NFL, even if you are one slim. of that 1%, are still slim. slim. So make slim. as much as you can and hope you, hand, you, you, put, you invest it wisely. Yeah, I'm with you, bro. All right, coming up, Lauren Williams. She covers the Hawks for the AJC. We got one last night, but, boy, we almost blew it. What's going on with the late-game defense? We'll ask Lauren about that and much more coming up next. But college football has got to decide what they want. Dukes and Bell, this hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Lauren Williams covers our Atlanta Hawks for the AJC. We really enjoy talking with her. She does a great job. She is great. She is awesome. (laughs) And uh, check out her stuff. (laughs) Lauren, it's good to have you back on. Uh, And I'm saying this, not screaming at you, but, like, what is going on with our late-game defense? 
It is, in the most innocent of terms, not great. <laughs> great point. It's just not great. Um, you know, we noticed that they have trouble getting back at the uh, at the end of rebounding, or if they miss the rebound, they don't get back to the other side. If they make a shot, they're slow to get back to the other side. So they're just giving up some wide open baskets, whether that's from three or opening up a lane for a guy to just drive right through and put the layup in. And we saw that last night against the Thunder. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, I think, had, what, eight straight points where he's just driving straight down, completely um, unencumbered by anyone. And that's just stuff that this team has got to be better at, especially with a team that's been so bad with defense just throughout this season. They just have not been consistent on that end of the floor. And I know, Lauren, we've been talking about defense with you for a while, and it goes all the way back to mm-hmm. Coach Nate. We play those sound bites, Coach Nate. Flat, no defense. It's, <laughs> I just is it is it just that uh, you know Quinn Snyder, who we had high hopes, again, and maybe he will figure it out. And maybe it'll require some more personnel coming into the deadline. But I mean, did mm-hmm. you expect Snyder to, to? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for. 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Have more of an impact on the defensive side with these guys? You know, it's hard to have have expectations that a coach can completely flip everything when the personnel is essentially the same as years prior when defense was an issue. Um, Of course, a coach can try and do as much as they can, preach certain principles. Uh, Snyder talks a lot about, you know, them building good habits, and and Trey has mentioned it before. It's giving a S-H-I-T. And and other players have said something similar. It's about giving effort, and we're just not seeing this team give effort on a consistent basis. Um, I'm not sure if it's a a mental thing that when they're in the dumps, their their lead is quickly evaporating, that they start to panic. I don't want to put anything out there, um, you know, with players not confirming anything like that. But that's just kind of what it seems like. Sometimes you watch the body language and they, it looks like they've already lost the game before the final buzzer. Um, so I think it's just a decision that this team is going to have to make on a night-in and night-out basis, and I know that's a cliche, but sometimes it really is just about effort, and we consistently don't see that from this team. Um, the other night uh, I, I was talking about this on Hawks Live, and I said I want more J.J. Lauren, mm-hmm. I need more J.J. I need more We're J.J. We're getting it. We're getting it. This, this kid <laughs> is playing way better than anybody, I think, expected. And so yep. what is it? Like the, the – the, the combination of how he's playing with the way mm-hmm. they're asking him to play, like what, what do you think it is with the way coach is going about handling him? 
Yeah, I think it's a mixture of, you know, his teammates have emboldened him. Quite honestly, if you look at the difference between his body language last season, even when he was getting minutes, 10-plus minutes, 15-plus minutes, whatever it is, to now he is just a much more confident player. I believe, um, you know, there was a clip, if you watch that poster he had on Chet yesterday, mm. you know, he said, I told you I'm going to dunk on his, mm. and you know. And so it's a guy that's really showing that he – does belong in this league and you know the rest of his team has been kind of trying to pump him up and now he's finally showing that he does belong in this league um you know I think one of the things that this Hawks team really has to make a decision on is you know who is going to be the core of this team and if I'm looking at it right now from where we're standing you know Trey and Jalen Johnson are kind of the core that you want to build around and you need to find some defensive-minded guys, some aggressive-minded guys who are going to help bolster this defense because Jalen Johnson impacts the floor on both sides of the ball. Trey Young is starting to show more effort on the defensive side of the ball, and so you just need more players who have that mentality that are going to attack no matter what. I will say in those final minutes of uh, last night's game, you know, the idea of yeah, you guys are in foul trouble, but you also have a guy who's getting into the lane with absolutely no resistance. Try it. Just be aggressive. Mm -hmm. Come on. Like, somebody needs to help the guys out, especially with Jalen having five fouls last night. You just need more people who are willing to kind of put themselves in the position to defend, switch, communicate, all the things that make a winning team. It is the AJC's Lauren Williams with us, guys. Covers the Hawks every day. And she joins us right here on the waitboard.com <laughs> hotline. All right, so we got a month, uh, two months to the trade deadline. Um, mm -hmm. And the, the, we know the uh, DeJounte Murray rumors were out there that the Sham Sharani mm -hmm. was putting out there. I mean, do, do you see, we, I, I don't want, by the way, Jalen Johnson, Carl and I talked about this earlier. I think you may agree. Untradeable. Yeah. I don't want him, I, I hate to lose bogey, but uh, if we were going to package a trade, do you feel mm -hmm. that it's DeJounte for picks? Or it's going to be DeJounte and other guys for another star? You know, it's it's really tough just because I still, I, I'm still researching the market to see what's kind of out there and, and who's potentially available and, and things like that. But if I were the front office, I would try and recoup at least one, one or two picks from that DeJounte Murray trade because when you look at what they have for the next few years after this upcoming draft, they don't have a first-round pick until, I believe, 2028. And, and that's a bit far out for a team that's trying to compete right now. And so if you could get at least one of those back, whether that's for DeJounte Murray, whether that's for DeAndre Hunter, whether that's for Bogey, whether that's for, for Capella, you, you just want to try and get at least something back. If not, you want to have somebody who is, of a little bit of a higher caliber, you can package some of these end-of-the-bench guys um, along with, you know, Murray or Hunter or A.J. Griffin, especially because it, it's hard to trade A.J. without him having as much playing time. People aren't sure what he's capable of in his sophomore season, but he could be the type of person who, who might need a fresh start right now as much as you would hate to, to lose a young talent who showed that he can knock shots down once you know, he's getting consistent minutes, he's in a rhythm, um, and, you know, potentially he might need a, a different front office, different point of view. 
um, to kind of continue develop, uh, developing on the defensive side. But for me, I think the big thing is getting at least one or two picks back um, just because you're in a really tough bind moving forward. Because you don't want to, you know, start to pivot and realize that you, you don't have any first-round picks and now you're kind of in a lurch and you're trying to, you know, rebuild or retool or whatever decision they decide to make. We still don't know what direction they're going in just yet. But I definitely think the Hawks are more sellers than buyers at this stage of the season. Lauren, how much pressure is on the front office? Landry, Kyle? I mean, do you feel like there will be pressure? Like, is, uh, you know, for Mike and I, we, we say, like, if we get through the trade deadline and nothing's mm-hmm. done, uh, I mm-hmm. think Hawks fans are going to feel a little bit of a letdown. Like, okay, we felt yeah. like you were going to do something. There's a lot of pressure, isn't there? I agree. I definitely think there's some pressure there, especially because of what little they did during the off season. I think if we if we saw more deals happening, more splashy free agent signings, more um, because you know the splashiest signing or splashiest move was just moving on from John Collins and freeing up that trade exception, and they didn't use that during the off season. So they have that flexibility now. So the pressure is on to try and make the most out of that John Collins trade because they didn't really get much back outside of the trade exception because they ended up moving on from Royce O'Neal, who came over from the Jazz in that deal. And, you know, it's essentially the same roster minus Collins. So I think right now they, they do need to make some moves and, and quickly just because you can't keep running the same rotation back and expecting different results. I, I think what we're seeing is a very tight rotation, not a lot of depth, um, you know, you are getting, you know, something okay out of a guy like Garrison Matthews. We've seen some stuff out of Patty Mills, but it's not enough to move the needle. Right now the Hawks are in 11th. They're, they're knocking on, you know, the door of the play-in. And, you know, Murray kind of made a big statement at Media Day where he said play-in is not an option. Um, and right now, well, actually they moved up to 10th, but, you know, right now – the plan is the option or it might not even be the option because they're too far out of the standings to, to even sniff that. So I think they, they do need to make some moves and yes, the pressure is certainly on. Uh, again, more defense. Again, Lauren, we the same top team mm-hmm. coming up. More defense. I know Carl's over. The, he's, he, he's done with mm-hmm. DeAndre Hunter. I think that's the first guy we can move out of here. <laughs> no doubt. So, yeah. But hey, and, and Jalen Johnson, as we said, just as we just wrap it up, just continues to be the man. And now, I mean, last yes. night that that was you know, that's like that's what you go down to the arena to see him and Trey. Yeah, we, absolutely. we find two more of those guys, and we're set. Absolutely, I think um, Michael Cunningham. Shout out to my coworker. He made a good point that you know if the Hawks do end up moving on from Dejounte Murray, you have a guy like Jalen Johnson who is so versatile. Like I said, on both sides of the ball, he can play make, he can carry the ball up in transition. He's athletic. He's already built a great connection with Trey Young. He makes a huge impact on the defensive side of the ball. And he can take up that scoring that's left if you move on from uh, DeJounte Murray. Of course, you do want to try and get another athletic and defensively-minded wing who can potentially knock some shots down here or there. Um, And they need some size. This is just a very small team. And night in and night out, you just see, you know, how much of a disparity they have when it comes to putting bodies on people, attacking the glass, and 
just those little fundamental things that, again, make up a winning team. You look at some of the teams that are at the top of the league, and one of the things that they have in common, among other things, is they have a lot of size. And so I think that's kind of some of the, you know, top priorities I would be looking at if I were in the front office. Lauren Williams putting her foot down. (laughs) (laughs) And I like it. This is what we need. Hey, uh, tomorrow, tough game before we let you go. Yes. Listen, Halliburton has turned into a star, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like a superstar. He is unreal. And I think one of the things that always blows my mind is just how much he can make an impact and find his teammates without turning over the ball. And obviously, you know, it, it depends on the type of turnovers. Trey takes a lot of risks, and they more than likely often pay off. But it's just amazing to me how much he he is able to make some of those risky moves while also taking care of the ball. But, yeah, he well-deserved to be at the top of the fan voting and the all-star votes. Trey Young is not that far behind him in third, behind him and Damian Lillard. So, I do think that if we continue to see what we've seen out of Trey Young and you couple that with the Hawks maybe winning some more games, we could potentially, hopefully, see Trey Young kind of move up in, in the fan voting there. Yeah. I said Trey and, T- and Halliburton as your starters in the East. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm yeah. hoping. I'm hoping. Lauren, we got to run. Thank you so much, as always. Absolutely. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you guys soon. Thank cool. you. Mike Bell, we got some guy talk coming up, brother. Yeah, man. All right. This is why you can't have your kids playing with matches. Will happen down there over a certain dolphin player's house. Also, Carl, a very controversial subject. And it gets a, a it, it really does elicit a strong reaction from our audience. Mm. When should you take down your Christmas lights? I will tell you the exact date coming up next. Where the play is play. Hey, man, we're going to be up at Hooters Mall of Georgia. That's where we hang out uh, during Falcons camp last summer. We did like 20 shows up there. It's a blast. And going to go see all our friends. And uh, if, you have, if you haven't been up there when we're up there, it is the Taj Mahooters. It is the, the, one of the nicest Hooters build-outs. And we'll be there all day getting you ready for the national championship game between Michigan and Washington. So that will be coming up on Monday. So Mike, can, I, can I say something real quick Jump before in. you continue? Jerome, I want my money. Go yeah. ahead, Mike. Jerome, now, you've been listening to the shows the last few years we're up there. Jerome is the Alabama fan, and, like, so we'll be doing the show, and we'll be doing our thing, and you'll hear a guy in the background, and I'll tell you what they're going to do. And that's, <laughs> and that's Jerome in the background. And he's, so basically, it's a show within a show. He'll be arguing with somebody. So, yeah, Texas beat Alabama. So, he, I believe he – what was the bet anyway? Was it 100 bucks? What was the bet? I want my money, Jerome. I mean, I, I think it, we don't. We bet for nothing less than a C note around this place. So <laughs> yeah. we'll be up there looking for some shenanigans. Hey, we just got done talking to uh, our good friend Lauren Williams from the AJC. I don't know if you noticed last night. I, I I was in the game and there was this long delay, and I started watching other stuff. And I came back to luckily the last ten minutes, which was what you needed to see. The refs were confused because the Thunder have two Jalen Williams. There's a Jalen J A L E N, and there's a Jalen J A Y L I N. Jalen is number six. Jalen is number eight. Now, if the refs weren't incompetent, I thought, you know, in the old days, Carl, oh, we got a charge, and the ref would then put up three fingers on each hand, number six, or five fingers and one six. That's right. And then the scorekeeper goes six, with a, and then there's a, a foul stick mark next to him, or foul on number eight. Traditionally, two hands with four fingers. <laughs> Either way, they lost track. Two players with nearly identical names. Confusing situation where the Thunder 
playing the Hawks here last night. So what they end up doing in the second half, there was a long review. The refs on bo- and both teams had J.W. with two fouls, but the main scorebook had him with three fouls. So Zach Zarba was a crew chief. He consults with the league officials in Secaucus, New Jersey. So the refs had to literally watch almost half of the previous quarter to figure out what the fouls were on who. That's crazy. I mean, that's, that's why it took almost nine minutes to figure this nonsense out. It, it was nonsense. And to your point, that delay was like forever. Right. And then, um, like, this stuff should be figured out before the game. Mike, don't you know, the officials know before the game, that you've got two guys right. wearing zero? Well, I guess this would – I don't want to take issue with any of the wonderful folks who uh, work on the sideline at uh, State Farm Arena. But somebody screwed up somebody because did. the refs obviously had no idea who this dude was. Speaking of screwed up, uh, now, again, you, you try to watch kids and you can't – you know, eyes in the back of your head, whether you've got uh, your, your wife, your baby's mama, the nanny, whatever. But investigators down in South Florida saying the reason the Tyreek Hill, Florida, uh, his mansion in Florida caught fire – was a child playing with a lighter in the bedroom where the fire started, oh, according wow. to TVJ News 6 down there in Miami. That's that's brutal. Like, it's your worst nightmare. Thank God nobody right. was, was injured and everybody got out. I did see some of the footage, Mike, of them fi- uh, fighting this fire, right. like, you know, getting hoses on the roof and all that. Wow. Big How hole. lucky. Big hole. Luckily, it was concentrated. They said there was the, the, the design of the mansion, according to the, uh, the Sun Sentinel. You know, you know, you're talking about firewalls for computers. These are real firewalls in the house, so it didn't spread. So uh, 45 minutes to put the fire out. Gaping hole in the roof. Smoke and water damage, obviously, when the fire department has a beautiful house, by the way. So presume they'll be living in some of the, either on the other side of the house or elsewhere while they get it done. Uh, him and <laughs> his family are safe. Is <laughs> It's that big. I mean, it's that big. Uh, but, again, it's very difficult uh, for anybody, obviously, to have your home catch on fire. But Tariq was handling it well. And as we said, everyone's safe, according to his agent. The, lo- the wonderful Drew Rosenhaus. Hey, by the way, I meant to make a shout-out yesterday, uh, but we were so busy up at Falcons. Speaking of children, ran into a really nice listener named Michael and his two adorable kids at Publix in Tyrone on uh, Tuesday. Uh, I was over there. It was Wednesday, actually, when I was shopping. And you know you know when the, the shopping carts either Kroger or Publix, and they have, like, little steering wheels so the kid feels yeah, like he's driving the sure. car? So I, had to, I was trying to get some cheese, and the cart was right there, and the dad was, like, you know, one window down. And I say, I go, hey, little man, put that in first gear. I move it up about three feet. And his brother was pushing the cart. He moves it up. Dad goes, I recognize that voice. Hey, man. So I, I meant to give a shout-out. The kid was absolutely adorable. I said, what would you get for Christmas? He then spoke for three minutes. <laughs> Absolutely, but adorable. I mean, we're talking like TV, movie, cute kind of kid, or TV's uh, very wonderful family. So very nice. Give me a shout out to Mike. All right, this is just stuff that had to be said. It needed yeah. to be said. Yeah. So yeah. That's and, said. And, and you know, I hate children, and this kid was absolutely adorable. So it was a very <laughs> wonderful family. All right. Uh, speaking of families and Christmas holiday, all right. I know I've asked you before, but for the record, when in uh, growing up in Texas, would your family take down the Christmas lights? So uh, normally, New Year's would come. And go, and it is that week that they come down. Mm-hmm. My father would attempt to get the lights down, and most times with the help of all of his children, uh, right. it, they would come down. So, yeah, man, I would tell you that that is traditionally when it had ha- has happened. I will tell you right now, my tree, and there's still lights in the house and stuff that's up, right. just because we have not had time to do it, I'm guessing maybe this weekend, but I don't mm-hmm. know. But, Mike, is there something I'm missing? Well, now, again, everybody's different. I know my, my neighbors, Kirby and Kim, she gets the tree. The tree comes down like Christmas night. I'm like, whoa, that's extreme. I guess she didn't like having the decorations up. Now, because my house was half Catholic, half Episcopalian, and they followed the church, and it was January 6th. So when you hear, you know, on the 12th day of Christmas, my blah, blah, blah. Well, that's January 6th. That's Epiphany. That's when, according to the Bible, the wise men arrived. So in our house, Saturday, January 6th, that's when the lights in the tree come down. 
because that's the way Dad did it. Now, I, I told the story on Twitter today at Mike Bell ATL. I've told Carl this before. My father used to love to play pranks on my brother, especially when he was in his formative years when he'd go to school and then tell kids what my father said and then get humiliated. But my father used to say, you know, Andrew, the tree comes down on, on Epiphany. That's when the wise men, the three kings, got there. That's uh, Elvis, Richard Petty, and Bernard King oh, came with goodness. the gifts. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and my brother would then go to school and then say the wise men were Bernard King, Richard Petty, and Elvis Presley. It's just something I it just make. So anyway, I put the picture just in reference to my old man, but I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Hey, <laughs> man. And you wonder why my kid has issues. My, my kid brother has issues, Carl. Yeah, I mean, he's like, he's like, uh, he's like Clint Eastwood, right? He's like, right. I don't yeah. have any problems. <laughs> Chris, I told you the story about my dad telling my kid brother there were there were dinosaurs in Florida, right? I told you that story? Uh, no. Okay, real quick. Carl, again, because Carl's like, it's funny. I've worked with Carl so long, he's heard these stories. My father, Carl, we were down, I think it was an Easter vacation down in Fort Lauderdale. And so we're just laying on the beach. It was me, my dad, Jim, his best friend Jim, his kid. And we're all looking up, and there's a pelican flying up in the, in the sky. And my kid brother's like six or seven. He goes, what's that? My dad goes, pterodactyl. Oh, jeez. And my brother goes, no, it's not. Yeah, my brother, my dad's like, why do you think they put Disney World in Florida? Because there's dinosaurs here. <laughs> and he believed it. And my uncle Jim, like matter of fact, he goes, "Damn it, if I didn't," he looks like, "Damn it, if I didn't have a T Rex in the garbage cans last night," you know. <laughs> so then my brother takes a picture with his little Kodak camera and then goes to school for show and tell. And then a week after Easter, and then tells everybody there's dinosaurs in Florida. Oh, so then again, the ridicule—it's all my dad's fault, I guess. If you had to find a, a cause on this one, well, hey, you want to believe dad, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, coming up, Steve Weiss. We also have some rumors that are already flying. The job's not, the body's not even cold. The job hasn't even been open yet for the Falcons. So stay tuned for that. It's coming up. One last story for Guide Talk brought to you by our buddies at Hooters. Um, I don't know, man. I've always thought this was a snazzy looking car. The 1991 BMW 8 Series, the slope nose, really re- beautiful car. Reason I bring it up is was driven by one Michael Jordan, oh. and it's up for sale. It's the famous picture when Mike leaves the parade when the Bulls win the championship in '91 in Chi Town, and you see the cop waving him by. So it's the Be Like Mike BMW era Gatorade commercial. That's when the car came out. That's when he got the car, and it's uh, up for sale. The dealer got the car back in '95. Uh, the current highest bid is seventy thousand dollars. So if you want to be like Mike. And drive that beautiful blue, sort of like a midnight blue BMW that he used to drive. Uh, they've got it for sale up in Chi-Town. It's got uh, 30,000 miles. Oh, on that's it. good. Yeah. So, uh, that's eight, good. so Mike only put eight on it for what it's worth. Wow. And it, and it well, does, he had eight cars. That's why. Yes, and it does have the MRJ license plates. So somebody did keep that. Uh, oh, that's, that's that dope. With Illinois plates. So if you're into that sort of thing, which I am, yeah, there you go. Didn't That's realize cool. he was uh, strapped for cash. No, no, no. This he already sold the car. This is the dealership. Uh, oh yeah, no, Mike doesn't know this. That's what I was going to say. Doesn't no, he no. make six hundred million dollars no, no, a year? No, no. If Lamar Odom sells like a BMW, we know what the, the reason is. This is Mike. <laughs> this is Michael Jordan. He already the dealership got their hands on it through an auction. And there is Guy Talk brought to you by Hooters. All right, guys. Uh, this hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Coming up, Mike. You said it. Our buddy. We're going to talk to Steve Weish. We'll get his thoughts on the Falcons and much more. All things NFL with Steve Wickety Wickety Weish next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 